Before we begin, remember we are not medical professionals or lawyers or the like. We just like to tell people what they should do in their life. Also, we're drinking a lot. So take everything we say with a grain of salt and a lime wedge and a shot of tequila. How's it going? Is going. It's summer's almost over. How's it going with you? And ages. Ages. It has been ages. It's been ages. We've aged. Oh my gosh. Is that gray hair I see on you, Kimberly? Probably. Probably. July almost killed me, so I wouldn't be surprised. Um How's it going? What's new with you? What's new? You know, I got to remember to write stories down, especially if it's going to be more than a, two weeks when we talk to each other. That's fair. Yeah. I got a pool in my backyard. I'm so jealous. <laughs> it's two feet deep. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 10 feet around. I love and, it. And um, I can probably fit two people with, with two floaties in there. Wow, that's remove, actually uh, bigger than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> if we remove the floaties, then we can fit like a whole bunch more people in there. But floaties take up room. Yeah, and I've and I got a um a pump the, to filter it. So like I got the whole kitten. It's not just water sitting in a in a pool. It's it's being filtered and cleaned. That's amazing. Does that keep it from getting bugs landing in it or like laying eggs <laughs> like mosquitoes? Yeah, I mean, I, and I also put. I probably do it wrong, but I put um, uh, chlorine in it too. Heck like yeah! Just kind of like pepper it. It's like I just a real pepper thing. it through. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it smells like chlorine a little bit, so that it doesn't get slimy because it was getting slimy, and so. Um, I really thought this chlorine. was like an inflatable pool in your backyard. Is how I was like. Yeah. That's what I thought it's, from your pictures. It's but, pretty much is though. I mean, it's got it's it, the rim is inflatable, so it's one of those but it's where the rim is like inflatable. Legit and permanent like setup you have going on. <laughs> yeah, I will deflate it and pack it away in the fall, but so it won't be there forever. But uh, it's amazing. That's so great. I'm so uh, jealous. I, I just sit in it and read and just float around and drink like I, it's. Oh, the best. I it's the best. love it so much. Um, okay, so I have like that kiddie pool that we had when you were here last year, remember? And yeah. I left it, let it set up for like a week and it was just water. And then we had mm-hmm. a movie night the other day and the mosquitoes were so bad. Oh my gosh, yeah. We like drained it. But like you got a legit setup with chlorine and a filter. Maybe <laughs> this is extreme. I've been trying to convince him to do a stock tank pool, and he hates that idea. He hates them so much. I'm like, look, we can have just a little pool in the backyard. <laughs> you could do my pool was like 50 bucks. The um, filter yeah. thingy was 100 bucks, though. So, okay, okay, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, oh, maybe it's I magical. Buy chlorine tablets. I have chlorine because when we moved from the house up in the mountains that had a hot tub, 
The movers mm-hmm. didn't realize the box of chemicals for the hot tub. I mean, I bought oh. all of them. They were all yeah, mine. Yeah. But like should have stayed with the hot tub because like what use do I have of that? Mm-hmm. I could have been putting that in that little pool for the last week. Instead, yeah. we were a mosquito feast the other night. <laughs> it was awful. One bit me above the eyebrow. I oh. can't see it now, but like it was swollen, like a like it looked like I'd been punched in the eye. It's like my right there got swollen so much. Oh yeah. Oh, you had a movie night last night, huh? Or the night before, or whenever. Yeah, it was Friday. Friday, Friday. Yeah, which also, by the way, um, I always do like parties and get-togethers on Saturdays, and we did it on Friday. And it was the best because like we woke up on Saturday and realized it was just Saturday and we still had two days of our weekend in front of us. It was pretty yeah. darn amazing because normally like Saturday you had to get up and like, oh, I had to go take care of stuff that I left out for the party last night. And then, mm-hmm. and then oh, I'm just being kind of lazy and then I have to go to work tomorrow. No, two days. We had two days. It was amazing. But yes, we did um, a movie night. We did the fall. It's like me and my little pool. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Because I got like a drink caddy, I might so I can float around and put it. drinks and books on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's made out of the thing that you that one of those caddies that you put over your bathtub for like uh-huh. a bath time, and you can put like a a book holder on it, and it's got like a wine holder thingy, and yes, um, all the soaps and stuff, and I. I first I put that out front thinking someone would want it because I was going to get rid of it no one took it so then I took it back and put a whole bunch of uh uh noodles on it pool noodles on it and now it floats and holds my book and my drink I love it perfect fucking love it uh-huh. oh, new? took me a little that too long new. to figure that one out I love it um what else is new what else is new? I just got uh, my door put on my basement so that I don't fall down and kill myself. Fall down the steps and kill myself. It's very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so my worst nightmare does not come true. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. I get that so much. I actually uh-huh. told my, my therapist about that fear of falling down the stairs and biting my tongue off and dying. And she told me that that was not an unreasonable fear. It was very reasonable and it probably stemmed from something specific, which is probably that dangerous ass spiral staircase at my parents' house that I fell down one time as a kid. And Uh, I'm also pretty certain the tongue bit came from the movie Warlock. Can we talk about this or anything? Yeah, 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 I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty certain that that is where that fear specifically came from, was that movie. You know, I used to fall down our steps all the time, too. Like, head over heels, fall down the steps. Oh, God. I never actually yeah. had that happen. Like, yeah. Oh. I just remember, like, I'd start at the top, and about halfway through, I'd be at the bottom. I'm like, what just happened? Was it like when you were, like, do you remember when you were probably in, like, the 12 to 15 age where you're going through growth spurts and hormones. And so you're not actually fully aware of where your body parts are anymore. Like I have a yeah. distinct member, memory of growing hips mm-hmm. and walking down the school bus aisle and hitting every fucking seat back <laughs> because I'd hit it on my right and I'd be like, oh, and so I would adjust to my left and I would hit on my left. And I kept over adjusting because I wasn't used to what my hips were like anymore. <laughs> So was it like no, that point in time? <laughs> no, it would have been 
It could be the reason, though, because it would have been younger. So that would have been a different kind of growth spurt, right? Because okay, you're yeah, growing yeah. really fast younger. You're so. like cult years is what I've heard that yeah. called, which I think was from a Tamara Pierce novel. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, what, oh, I Speaking of novels, I finished, um, I finally finished uh, The Mist. Did you ball at the it, end? I did. It was so wonderful. It was so beautiful how it all wrapped it was up so came beautiful. together. Yes. Wasn't it? Yes. Thank you. Oh, yes. man. I you know. were right all along, and it was I so good. Sob. Yeah. <laughs> Just because it was mm-hmm. so lovely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it made me so happy. I'm so glad you read it and liked it. Oh, yeah. Um, I really liked it. Thank you. I'm in the second to last book of the Wheel of Time series. I'm almost there. I am in Oh, that's 13. right. You're rereading it, aren't I'm you? I'm in book 13. At oh. 11 to 14 are new to me. I'd read the first 10. I thought I only read the first seven, and then every time I started one, I'm like, I've read this one. So <laughs> um, I'm almost there. Have you read um, Station Eleven yet? I haven't, but I think I own it. I think I bought it, but I have not read it yet. I love this it's- show. Very good. Okay. It's a little bit. I only watched the first episode of the show. Oh, you but only it's watched a little the first bit. Episode? Yeah, because I wanted to read it first. Oh, um, I wanted to do it that way. Yeah. Um, but also something like triggered my anxiety in the in the show, so I'll probably go back now that I know how it ends. But um, it's so good. It's so good. Like everybody said, it was really good, and they yeah. were right. Like I'm it is really so good. Oh, it's oh, just beautiful, and the the characters are ah, oh, the interplay of stories, and the description. There's a new Petoskey in it. I know. And, uh, <laughs> I'm like, it there was, we go. It was really fun when we were watching it to be like, like see where they were, and yeah, and try to place things that were there. We're like, is this a real place? Like this place that they were like, mm-hmm. like there's a golf course that they like someone's living on, and I was like, yeah. Is this the golf course that your par- your grandparents used to own, Chase? Like, or is it made up? Like, is it based on a real golf course or not? Like, it was yeah, just a lot of fun yeah. to like try to figure that out. Yeah. Uh huh. And it's just it's so, and it's not really apocalyptic. It's not that. It's not really that genre. It's more character build. Yeah. More character um, building, I guess. Yeah. But um, it is apocalyptic. But it's not really about the apocalypse. It's about the apocalypse. The it's about it's about society yeah and then how it rebuilds itself kind yeah. of and um, i haven't read it yet, no I it's beautiful i okay. loved it it was good did you sob at the end because it was so beautiful no okay it's been a long time since i've sobbed for a book you cried at the end of mistborn you just said so i teared up a little yeah i teared oh God, up a I little um, yeah no. <laughs> what else is new there's so much to catch up on, and I can't even remember. I know. It. Have you watched How to Build a Sex Room yet? I have not. On Netflix? No. I've recommended that to you several times. You've recommended Just need to me watch one, one time, and I've been trying not to watch as much TV. Okay. It's really quick episodes, if that makes you feel okay. better. We have been watching the newest season of The Boys. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you just need those kind it's of shows. It's so fucking disgustingly violent. <laughs> like, they're actually... Oh, the boys. I thought you said the voice. No, the boys. <laughs> You're like, what? I'm like, wow. Okay. Okay, yeah. whatever. Like, I highly enjoy the boys, but like... Oh, there was one the other day that had a warning on it at the beginning that was like some viewers that was like, let's be honest, pretty much all viewers probably don't want to watch what's coming. <laughs> and they were not wrong. I was, like, I was like, I can't do it. I can't. I can't watch it. I can't do it. <laughs> so, but yeah, we're, going, we're, in the middle, we're almost done. We have two more episodes of that this season. Mm. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm getting through Supernatural. Okay. No, I've, The Boys. No, yeah. I've watched a couple of episodes. I haven't gone back to it yet. I will, okay. but yeah. yeah. I but haven't that reminds finished me. the final season of Supernatural. I haven't even started yeah. it. I've I'm skipped like many episodes because I'm really kind of, yeah, because I'm kind of sick of some of the storylines. Yeah. Some of them are I like, so bad. It's like, how many times are you guys going to, like, die for each other or go to hell or, yeah. And I like the Monsters of the Week episodes, so. They start doing that again around season 12, I think. Yeah. I think I might be in the last season. Okay. I think I I am in the last season, but I skipped a whole bunch of episodes because I'm like, oof. They get Castiel all those, like, really long, yeah, the really long plot over the, like, uh, and I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I want Monsters of the Week. That's all I want. Um, did I ever tell you about the time when I was rewatching Supernatural when I was, like, when I was living in Chicago? And <laughs> I was watching it so much that I went to a party and I drank quite a bit and smoke some weed and remember this is so mortifying 1000% thinking that they were real people and they were coming to the party and talking about it <laughs> they're like they're co- are Sam and Dean coming <laughs> when are they getting here and I like woke up the next morning and I was like oh fuck oh my god I hope I didn't say and talk about it too much and my friends were like I hope you did and I'm like I so <laughs> uh, I think it's because I it was became dating part a guy. of your reality yeah I was dating a guy named Dan and I think that I like somehow got Dean and Dan correlated in my brain and he was coming to the party and like just really casually dating him and I think that's what triggered that whole episode <laughs> oh <laughs> mm. uh, so ridiculous look what i bought that's so fucking ridiculous okay slime i bought slime oh yeah this is my favorite one i got two i don't like the other one very much at all but i like this one and it smells like fruit loops and it uh-huh. looks like fruit loops because it has these little it looks like fruity pebbles and listen to it yeah yeah uh-oh, I just dropped some. I did the same thing with, with Silly Putty. You yeah, know those fancy, fun Silly Putties that they yeah. have? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay, what else is new with me? Like I said, I went to New York and D.C. I saw Into the Woods. It was very good. Uh, Patina Miller played the, the witch, and she was very good, but she smiled too much. She smiled the whole time in times where you should not be smiling. <laughs> and I was distracted by her giant smile that was beautiful, but 
out of place. But she's a witch. In my opinion. Yeah, yes. the witch doesn't really smile a lot. She smiled quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's lovely and amazing. Stop smiling when you're singing about feeding people to the giant in a not yeah. gruesome and I'm happy about mm-hmm. it way, but just a plot point way. <laughs> um, so there's my little theater critique for the week. And <laughs> so it was, yeah, but it was a lot of fun. I mm-hmm. loved it. And, um, and the girl that played Little Red was so good. And it was her Broadway de- debut. It was, it was her New York Amazing. baby doing it. Yeah, on the because uh, it was a Civic Center like concert that then mm-hmm. got picked up to move to Broadway, and they kept it very bare bones, like the concert style. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that was her New York debut, and then they brought her over with it, and she was just so funny and charming, and uh, she was great. Oh, awesome! I was so happy for her when I read that it was her debut. And she's like, "Oh yes, go girl." I'm jealous that you're seeing all these shows. I know. I've seen quite a bit. I've mm-hmm. seen quite a bit. Seven Broadway shows this year. Wow. That's amazing. You've, you've seen seven shows. I have I put a bidet in my bathroom. That's the excitement for my life. <laughs> I bought a bidet now because you're telling me how much did you, you did? Did you? I haven't done it yet, but I want to. Oh, okay. I do love it. Yes, I do. I one. Yes. People, my friends are all like, what the hell is this? And I'm like, it's magical. Uh, it cleans things. Uh, you use less toilet paper. If you're a lady, it helps with the time of the month. Yeah. I love it. Love it. I'm so clean. I barely shower. I'm so clean. <laughs> I love that. Sorry, I can't just stop looking at my emails. I'll deal with that one. Yes. I'm sorry. It's been a day. It's been, I've been so fucking busy at work. I can barely function. I don't know. I'm missing things. And it's just like, I just have constant requests coming through and, and I just can't keep up with it right now. So, so I'm distractible. It's been a hard month. It's been a hard month. So anyway, yeah. okay. What are you drinking? I am drinking um, Jack and Coke, not Jack and Coke, Crown and Coke. Nice. Just simple. I got new, um, new cert, uh, all ice cubes that I've been oh, using. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Fun. I love those. I haven't made any in a long time, but Chase bought me like a kit once. Yeah. So. It's cool. I like it. They look a little nipply when, when I sent you a picture of my doors. Oh, okay. You got like a half door. Jennifer, are you, okay. No, never mind. I I'm sure that. I won't follow. Okay. I wouldn't be afraid. <laughs> I would like trip and fall over it. <laughs> it's high enough. It's high okay. enough. It's okay, high enough. Good. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, uh, it's like, it's like, I, like, I didn't yeah. want to say it. If it's going to put that in your head and then you're like, I need a regular yeah. no. door. I don't need your help in, in imagining ways in which I can die <laughs> in the way that, that does. I got that all down. Thank you. Yes. And it's got a little hole so the cat can get downstairs to the bathroom. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Do you want to do questions? Right, yeah, let's do a question. Did you say what you were drinking already? Oh, no, I didn't. I'm drinking a Topo Chico hard seltzer. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah. I don't know. It's okay. a mango one. Mango's usually my favorite. It's just fine. 
Mm-hmm. I've had some really good hard seltzers lately. Yeah? Like what? No, I don't remember what they are. <laughs> no, I don't. They're gone. They're But they're higher octane, so they're more oh, like yeah. 8%. And there's, um, yeah, no, I don't remember what they are. That's okay. That's okay. You'll That's remember okay. later. You can tell me. I'll try. I will, no, maybe. I probably won't, but okay. okay. Would you like uh, you to go. read? Okay, I'll read. You go first. I've come to realize that I'm kind of a smart ass when it comes to conversations with my friends and it's bothering me. I keep telling myself, no, you shouldn't have done that after a conversation, but I end up making the same snide response a few days later. It doesn't feel right, but I keep instinctively doing it. I don't want to be a smart ass, but my mouth and instincts say otherwise. Signed, open mouth, insert foot. Yeah, I feel you do. Same. <laughs> I feel like you do. I have lots of anxiety about saying the wrong thing or saying something mean and not meaning to be mean. And no, uh, you're not alone in that feeling, I think. I think. And you just, if you really do feel feel it, apologize. Yeah. And it, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I did a gig once where I had to wear an ox costume. <laughs> and I was supposed to be a sarcastic ox. It, it was it, it was a live um, Oregon Trail event, mm-hmm, so we all dressed mm-hmm. as like characters, and I was the sarcastic ox. And my director and friend was like, "I told them that you would probably be more of a snarky ox instead of a sarcastic ox." And I was like, "Oh, okay, that's who I am, apparently." <laughs> snarky. There are times where I say things and she's like, you make your baby you sound like an asshole. Like what you're saying. I was like, no, I didn't mean it that way. I was just saying, <laughs> I, and then I'm like, and then I started thinking about more. And like the other day I was like, I was like, I feel like I'm being really mean to you right now. I'm really sorry. And he's like, no, you're not. I'm like, I feel like I am being like, just the way I'm saying, I felt like it came off as mean and I didn't mean for it to be. So yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's a piece of that where it's just, it's our anxiety. It's just, it's playing up and that, I think that's a piece of it. But if you really do feel like you said something wrong, then apologize. I mean, they're still your friends, right? Right. They still uh, like yeah. you or they wouldn't hang out with you. If they thought, if right. they thought you were really mean they and they didn't like it and didn't like you, they wouldn't hang out with you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But we, Yeah. I, we totally understand it though. We understand being, there's still things from my childhood that I'm, I still get flashes of like, I can't believe I said that or that was really mean or it's yeah. just, isn't that the fucking worst? It is. It's the worst. It's the worst. I still remember shit like that too. Uh-huh. I'm like, Oh, I can't believe I said that. Yeah. I didn't mean it like that. Uh huh. I didn't mean to. Or I, I did. Or, shit. or maybe I did do something mean and I feel really bad about it years and years later. Although I'm perfect, so I didn't do anything to me, but I'm kidding. I did. <laughs> it's all, you know, it's all about making yourself better than the day before. So right. if you don't have any room for improvement, then you're, bo- then you're boring. And that's worse than accidentally offending somebody. True. But how can you solve this to yourself? Like, can you, I mean, ready? Ready for Resolve it? Resolve it on your inside. <gasps> What? Therapy. Therapy. You need to talk to a therapist about it mm-hmm. because they can maybe help you either curb this or realize it's actually not a problem and help curb your anxiety about it. Yeah. They can reframe it for you and yeah. help you kind of figure out where it's coming from. Maybe you have an under, un, not understood 
anger issue, which is kind of where snarkyism kind comes from. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you can be snarky, but maybe if you have that anger, angry issue, angry issue, anger issue, it can come out meaner than you want it to. And so, you know, that's all good, what therapists are good for is kind of navigating that and feeling that out. Yeah. Therapy, man. Yeah. As always, it's just good for everybody. So mm-hmm. and they'll be able to help you with this. But I also yeah. think it's probably not as big of a deal as you think it is. Mm-hmm. And if it was, your friends would say something or stop hanging out with you. So Yeah, like you're so mean. But I, I also mean, you're- I also understand the anxiety of they don't really like me and they're just hanging out to be nice with me and that thought process yes. too. So yes, I get it, man. Completely. I get it. I, yeah. just, I think it's pretty normal. Yeah. I think everyone I, I, probably you know, I felt that when I was a kid. I feel that today. Like, yeah, do it. they really like me? Yeah. yeah. And these friends like me a whole lot better than probably my childhood friends who were just stuck with me. So, because we were all in the same neighborhood. So we had to. Right. Like, there's no one else to play with. I was stuck in the same neighborhood with you, and look at us now. I know. That means we love each other. Yeah. But the rest of them we don't like, so. Or they don't like us. Or they live other lives. Yeah, they have their own their own lives. They have their own lives. That's okay. There's some that, yeah, some of them probably don't like me, and I don't really like them either. Yeah. There were some kind of rich snobs in our neighborhood too. So, which they weren't very rich. So it was kind of interesting to see that class dynamic. Yeah. It was anyway. Strange. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. It's strange. Anyway. Yeah. I think that's it. We, we feel for you. We understand where you're coming from. We really do. Maybe talk to a therapist. Apologize yeah. to your friends if you feel like you really offended them. Yeah. Okay. Question two. Okay. I'm kind of thinking about the sign off again. <laughs> it's not very, it's kind of boring. So I, maybe I should, oh, okay. I think I can make it a little bit funny. Okay. Um, okay. I have a friend and her and her husband are definitely in an abusive relationship. He's openly narcissistic. Won't let her have friendships that he can't control. He calls her incessantly throughout the day. She needs to be home before him cooking dinner. She can't wear certain things. He never, I can hear you clicking and I'm doing work. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I can I hear you clicking. doing work. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Focus on me, Kimberly. It's about me for a moment. I have a question pulled up so I can read it. And I selected it earlier. So I was like, this is a good time for me to shoot up a quick little email. Sometimes I pee while you're doing questions and you're never mad at me back. No, because it's urine and urine and I are in the same pro I don't know. Anyway, okay. that's not okay. gonna finish. Okay. <laughs> she can't it's also wear like a really ser- serious question too for it is. <laughs> you know what might help? What? And this is a suggestion, is that you you d- Log. You, I can't. I'm. I'm sinking. I know. I can't turn it off because it won't sync, and I've got five thousand files that I'm trying to get up, including two that need to be up by. Wait, did you know what I was going to say? Log out of my did, computer. Did, 
No, that's oh. not what I was going to say. I thought you were going to say log out of your work computer, which is a valid response, and I normally do when I'm done at the end no. of the day. I just can't let it fall asleep right now. Okay, then no, I don't. Right. Okay. Sorry. What were you going to say? Is that you get bombarded with the emails. You you pick certain times of the day to respond to look at your I emails. I try to do that too, uh, but this is an email that I just got from my boss that I needed to, <laughs> I needed to answer quick. So. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, I get it. I that, get it. That you create your own anxiety circle. I usually, once I log out, I don't check. I usually leave my office. And since I'm in my office doing this, it's very easy for me to be like, it's right there okay. and I need to get this Okay, okay. That's all. Normally, it's on. not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It just all is right. right now. Okay. All right. I believe you, sort of. Not really. Anyway. She can't wear certain things. He never compliments her. The only things he says nice about her are sexual things. And I have seen bruises on her body and her face that she's told me are from him. She sticks up for him and loves him very deeply and says that is because of past army trauma that he can't love her correctly. And he puts his hands on her. He recently found out this pod. He recently found this podcast about BDSM and how it helped turn an abusive husband into a loving dom. So now he wants his wife to do a BDSM dom and sub relationship in order to help curve his abuse towards her and rewire his brain into loving her better. Is this just me, or does that sound totally twisted? What do I do? Signed. Slightly concerned? Only slightly? This is fucking gross. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. really am mad that there is a podcast out there that is peddling this. I don't know if it comes from the fucking Fifty Shades of Grey bullshit where he was like, I'm an abuse, like I had an awful childhood and so this is how I deal with it by, by twisting what BDSM is and twisting it to my own, my own end mm -hmm. i don't know it's gross and it's not what bdsm is bdsm I, is not abusive it's consensual yes. it is done with, like safe parameters the mm -hmm. sub actually in most cases I, i'm not also like i'm not like deeply ingrained in the bdsm world or anything i don't know like a ton about but from what i understand anyway like the the sub is actually like the person with the most power because they have the they have the opportunity to say nope that's enough and the and the dominant person should always respect that because yeah. it's mm -hmm. built on mutual respect and trust and you cannot have that in an abusive relationship. Period. Exclamation mark. Yes. That's how I feel. I'm mad about this. I'm mad. I'm disgusted that this person mm -hmm. would try to twist. BDSM into feeling like it is a legitimate practice that mm -hmm. many people enter into because they enjoy it and they want that. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. What is wrong is somebody that has anger issues and abuse issues, trying to reframe those into this type of relationship when it's not true and twisting people's understanding of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's the wrong characterization of BDSM and it's unfortunately what you, a common characterization of BDSM when yeah. they're trying to fight against that. Yeah. And 
Uh, yeah. And um, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I would say you that from what I've read and understand as well, like it takes serious control to be a dom, especially if you are in a violent BD, like a BDSM relationship that in- includes violence. Um, the, you have yes. to be able to control. You cannot go in angry. You cannot take out your anger. In mm-hmm. these types of situations, you have to have control and you have to go in clear-headed always, yeah. always. And I don't believe somebody that can't control himself and is hitting his his significant other or hers, whoever it is, I don't believe that somebody that is abusive has that kind of clarity and control to be able to do this in a safe and consensual yeah. way. She would not be safe in a BDSM no, not at all. and a pseudo BDSM relationship. She would not be safe in it. And, and it's just an excuse. It, then. it would be dangerous. It'd be so dangerous. It's a way she can keep excusing it. Like she shows up yeah. with bruises and she can twist it in her mind too. To be like, well, we're in this type of relationship and that's what these are from and legitimize it. And that's not, that's not the mm-hmm. case. Yeah. Um, he has, as far as I can see from this letter, is that he has untreated PTSD and he should get therapy, clink. Um, but she should also uh, separate herself from this relationship, at least for a while until he gets therapy. Um, but what is this friend supposed to do? I know. And I feel uh, like I came off really harsh there too, like for her, which statistically I, it takes somebody eight times to leave an abusive partner and go oh back. yeah it's hard yeah, I mean, it's hard to do and it gets twisted and it's easy to get caught in and not it's hard to get out of mm-hmm. yeah uh-huh i'm just afraid for your friends yeah because once it gets lent in the air of legitimacy it gets easier to get further and uh-huh. further and further and it's dangerous yeah. Um, I, I just, this friend, what is she supposed to do? She's, I, she has to be there for her friend. She's, but her friend is not going to listen. Like she's so deep in it. Her friend's not really going to listen to her. Maybe like you can't help someone who doesn't want to help themselves kind of thing. And just being there yeah. when she falls or being there when she's in danger or being there when she just needs to talk to somebody is going to oh kind of be, else. sorry. Go yeah. On. I just saw something horrifying. I think I had the same thought um, that it's that dangerous is what I'm thinking is it's, that it's that dangerous. Yeah. My thought was like, cause I was going to be like, be there for her. Don't let yourself like cut her, don't cut her off or anything like mm-hmm. that. But also like, I was going to be like, be there to help her document things. And I got really scared that even if you document things and take pictures, he then will later on be able to say if something happens, well, we were in a BDSM relationship and that was part of it. And use that to excuse any documentation yeah. you might try to do to protect her. Mm-hmm. No, this guy is dangerous and scary. I, uh, I, you can only just continue like being there for her. Maybe recommending articles on BDSM, rec- recommending articles on PTSD, um, 
but PTSD is not an excuse to harm your partner. No, there is no excuse. There is no excuse. Um, and it's, it's bothersome that that is actually something I've been hearing a lot is that, well, this person has PTSD. That's why they've been violent or out of control. It's like, yeah, but once that's recognized that it has to be, if it's recognized as PTSD, then there are tools available to, to treat PTSD. You don't just get to beat up on somebody and say, oh, I had trauma. It's a, like, like your mental health is a reason, but it's also your responsibility. You can't make it somebody else's responsibility. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not an excuse. Like it, we can look later on and things happen. You're like, oh, I understand why that may have, but like, it's not a, like you need to work on it. It's your responsibility to take care of. It's your, to get properly medicated, to go to therapy, to do what you need to do to, to keep any harm from happening because of your mental health to mm. yourself and to others. Yeah. And I'd imagine people with diagnosed PTSD who are treating it and working on it would be really annoyed yes. with the connection that's being made here. 100%. Um, yeah. As they'd be like, I don't beat my wife. What are you talking about? I, yeah. I have PTSD. I don't beat my wife. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Um, we have trauma. Ugh. Yeah. You said something earlier about maybe recommending articles, um, mm-hmm. about, which I think is a great idea, but they're also in, I mean, it depends on where you are, but in a lot of cities and I'm sure there's online classes too, that are for people that are interested. Like they're like classes. Did that I say too. Classes? Yep. There are classes for people that are interested in learning more about the lifestyle to learn more about it. And I'm sure there are some that are also like dedicated specifically to subs and some that are specifically to doms and some that are about this and that. And I think that that could be a way for her to understand is maybe taking a class, learn more about Mm -hmm. it from the subs perspective, because it will be talking a lot about safety, I would imagine, and things like that, and how to make sure yeah, that it uh-huh. is consensual. And I yeah. like what are the um, what are is it three S's? It's sane. Oh my god, what are three S's? I'm so glad that this they're the three S's of sexual submission. It is nope, that is not it. That is not what I wanted. That was one of them is saying these are servitude, sacrifice, and suffering. So don't yeah. do those ones right now. Um, what three? There's got to be safety oh, as one of the essences. It's safe, sane, and consensual. Those are yeah. the three clearest root rules between it. And here's this is a great in Wiki, It's on Wikipedia. I did I did BDSM three sane, and the first sentence that shows on Google is. It is mutual consent that makes a clear legal and ethical distinction between BDSM and such crimes as sexual assault and domestic violence. Mutual consent. Yes. Continued mutual consent. Not coerced consent. Not, not, I think this could help me if you let me do this to you in this type of environment where you weren't open to it before. That's so selfish too. That's so selfish. Maybe she wants to be the dom. Maybe that would probably be like, if you're looking for therapy, a therapeutic way to approach your relationship is maybe 
have her be the dom and explore what that would be like. But um, that's that's yeah. A, I'm that's I'm really out. scared about but, this. SSC, yeah. that's what it's you called. Don't, you don't, I, he shouldn't have control over you, and I think she needs to maintain as much control over herself as possible. Um, they could also get potentially like some, um, oh, what's the word? What's the word? Someone to kind of lead them through it. And then... Oh, like, what's what's um the girl we had on? Remember? When we had <sighs> her on our podcast, and she was all about... Like a sex, she was like a sex therapist or like a. Um, Is that the pint-sized sex therapist? Yes, yes. Uh huh. We should have had her on to help us answer this question. Um, uh, let me see. She was a. Oh, it's just I didn't say. Uh, yeah, like a sexologist, a sex therapist, a something uh-huh. like that. There's a website called LovingBDSM.net. I uh-huh. really looked into it. I just pulled it up, but it could be something that could be a good resource. It talks about yeah. SSC, which is safe, sane, and consensual. Mm-hmm. It also talks about um, RAC, which is risk-aware, consensual kink, which was apparently created as a response to those who felt SSC was too vague. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. There's also prick, which is funny. Personal responsibility informed consensual kink. Mm-hmm. Um. Which, like, these are things that your friend needs to be aware of if she is thinking about this in any way. I just, like, I have, like I said, I have not looked through this website. I cannot vouch for this website, but just the one page, I think, looks like it could be a good resource. And I think your Mm -hmm. friend needs that. I think she needs your support. And I think you can provide resources that might help her better understand that world before she lets it be twisted into what her abusive husband thinks it is. Yeah. I think it's, I don't know. I can't remember if this is right. It's like a red herring. It's like, you don't, you don't want to do BDSM because he's not healthy. And he, he just wants to do it because it's a way of, because he thinks it's a way to control her. Um, so don't, don't do it. And I will say there's also, I've gotten like on this, like, Ooh, I'm not saying in the BDSM community and in these relationships, there isn't abuse. There still can be, uh, when oh, you're, yeah. especially mm-hmm. when you're playing violence and power games. But at its core, it should be really based on mutual enjoyment and consent and mm-hmm. safety. Is what I. That's what I think most or many. Hopefully not. That's the messaging that BDSM people want to have out there. That's what I think. Is that it's not abusive. It's It's consent. It's consent. That's why people hate the Fifty Shades. Like people in the community hate Fifty Shades because it is twisting what that relationship really is and should be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So so don't read that book as a realistic Mm -hmm. approach either, by the way. Also, uh, how to build a sex room. I'm going to bring that back up because they do talk about BDSM and how to build a sex room. And they talk about all sorts of kind of relationships. But BDSM is something that's quite frequently talked about because it's a sex room. So they're talking about different ways of exploring their sexuality. Mm -hmm. And there was one episode where um, they they were kind of exploring light BDSM. And they were intrigued by it and they were kind of like, ooh, this is nice. This is interesting. And then there was another episode where the couple was exploring like BDSM. They're like, we're really interested in it. 
And then they got a little bit of a deep dive into BDSM and they're like, no, actually this isn't really our thing. And it's just that, that exploration that I think is beautiful about that show, but it also gives context to people who have no idea what it's about. 100%. Yeah, I think that's great. I also tried Googling what this podcast was, but I'm really excited about how my Google uh, searches look right now. Like, great. Great. Google, Google, Google. Um, And I couldn't find it. In fact, most of what I was finding when I looked for podcasting, podcasts about abuse of BDSM was BDSM versus abuse, abuse in kink relationships and communities, uh, things like that. Like Mm -hmm. that really dive into that BDSM concerns about new domestic abuse laws. Interesting things like that. But I'm not, I'm thankfully not finding that. And my hope would be that not many people are either because it feels like a really gross twisting of things to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's hard for BDSM people sometimes to find doctors that are supportive of their. Yes. That's so true. um, Their lives. And so it's, it's, it's a fascinating subsect of subsection of the culture yeah and how it interacts with the rest of in quotations norm culture yeah but um yeah it's it's fascinating i've seen a couple of things and i i've I've attended a couple of conferences because i used to go to the big gay conferences and they talk about bdsm and all sorts of stuff and it's fascinating to hear the connection between pain and pleasure and how some people, they get pleasure from pain, some people they don't. And it's all kind of exploring that identity um, yeah. and your own sexual interests and pleasure and touch and pain. And, you know, but this, <laughs> this is not what it's about. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is not, what it, this this is is not, not it. what it is. I mean, there's a purity to exploring um, sexual touch. This is not that. <laughs> yeah. And... I'm scared for your friend letter writer. Yeah. Um, this is hard. It's, I feel like I never have a good answer when it's any type of like, what do I do to help support my mm-hmm. friend that's being abused? Because there's not a lot you can do other than keeping yourself available and, yeah. and supportive not supportive of the relationship, but supportive of your friend and letting it be clear that, you're always there for her and ready to support her and help her wherever she needs it. And in a way that doesn't feel like you're being judgmental because if she feels like you're judging that can, you know, drive a wedge. And also a lot of things, something you see in a lot of abusive relationships is like cutting people off from their friends and their support system. And so you want to convey that, You'll always be there even if she something happens and she stops talking to you or, or something yeah. or mm-hmm. a fight is caused or something like that because yeah. he's pressuring her into that without also then being like, I think your husband's trying to cut you off from all of your family because then that and friends because then again, that can cause like it's a delicate line to yeah. Mm-hmm. To kind of, it's like a delicate line to try to straddle where you're like, I am here for you no matter what. And I want to help you get out of this relationship, but I know you need to make that choice yourself, but also might need my strength to help you get there mm-hmm. in a way that doesn't then make her defensive. Yeah. It's yeah. Really I mean, and there comes, there comes a point where you can't really be a witness to her. Yeah. To, to her assault and to her trauma. 
Yeah. And, and just stand by and you can witness it, but you can't just stand by. And so there's that, there's that dilemma there where you like, I can't witness this anymore. I can't just stand by. I have to protect myself something. too. Yeah. Yeah. I yes. can't, and that's I can't absolutely watch okay. my friend being hurt over and over mm-hmm. by someone that says they love her. I can't do it. And that's the conversation you have where you say, I got to stop this relationship. I got to protect myself, but I'm here when you're ready yeah. to stop. Yeah. Whenever you need me. And that's so hard to convey, but it's important for you mm -hmm. too. Like, like if you are feeling overwhelmed and like ill-equipped to deal with this, you're not alone. I think most people are not like confident in how to approach this, but you do need to protect yourself as well. While like you need to be able to communicate to your friend. I am here for you always, but I can't, I love you and I can't watch you get hurt like this anymore. I can mm-hmm. maybe, I can see you without him and we can't talk about him. I can, yeah. I can mm-hmm. take you for support. I can take you to a doctor if you need it. I am here to come and get you if you need, if you ever need me to pick you up somewhere, but I, I can't be involved in your relationship aspect mm-hmm. because I can't, I can't take it anymore. Yeah. Also, Olivia Newton John. I know. My heart. She's young too. She's seventy-three. She's like 73. That's young. I know. Speaking That's of like age, my mom's age. Yeah. I woke up yesterday with a really sore, stiff neck for fucking no reason, and I'm like, I <laughs> it still hurts. Like it is still bothering. Yeah. Me. I don't know what I did. I have no idea. I did nothing. Eat, I oh what? Eat a banana. Oh, maybe not it, eating enough banana. I is it a potassium. potassium? Okay, yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's an old wives' tale, probably. Um, um, I think maybe I'm just thinking it. kinks, kinks in the neck. Not maybe not personal kinks, but <laughs> kinky necks. Um, look how cute my shorts are. Uh huh. Ooh, those are cute. Aren't they? Yes. They got pockets? Yep. Pockets here uh-huh. and here. What? They do four pockets. Oh my god. My arms. I was oh doing my this. God. I, was I have to Okay, speaking of things. Yeah. Speaking of things that we bought that we really like. Mm-hmm. Just a minute. I'll be back. Oh, I don't good. know if you really want to see this one. Oh, oh god, I'm kind of scared. <clears throat> Remember those stickers I sent you with penises? Yeah. This, this is what. <gasps> oh my god! Do you love it? Is it amazing? I do. It's almost too sensitive. Okay, it's almost, like that's like, that's how I feel about the um the magic wand. Like it's too much. That's, but that's so funny because that's what I got. This in the magic wand. <laughs> I can't <laughs> go. I'm like yeah. it's almost like it's it's good, but it's almost like I have to be a little bit more juggler with it because. You do a little bit more what? Gentler with it, I Gen- guess. I don't know. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, because I, it's a little, it's a little on the powerful side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I get that. I get that one hundred percent. Yeah, I'm just like it's too but, much. Back up, <laughs> back up. Let's let's slow this. To, slow your roll. Yeah, one hundred percent. But uh, yeah, this was on how to build a sex room. Mm-hmm. So uh, if this gets on the air, this is um, it's a clitoris stimulator. Um, like a it's got a little, 
Yeah, it's got a little suction for the clitoris. And it's interesting. It's interesting. Chloe does, got yeah. I'm pretty sure she posts about this publicly. So she, because she's writing, um, she writes a lot of pieces. Obviously, that's what she does. Is she writes about accessibility. Yeah. And a sex toy company sent her a bunch of toys to use and test out in this context of accessibility. Yeah. And like, I was just like, God, that's wild that they would like, <laughs> like <laughs> love it, but. Uh, yeah, that's nah. great uh, yes. because, I mean, gosh, it's all about. She's like, I don't know what to do with all these. No- oh, it was. I think we recorded about it, but I don't know if we kept it in because she was like, "I have like all these sex toys now, and yes, I don't know what to do with them." That's right. Like, yes. Please send them to me. I will disinfect them. Like- <laughs> <laughs> you just you put them in the washer. That's it. Yeah, you put yeah, them in the just, dishwasher. Some rubbing alcohol. Oh, I have a phone call really quick from Chase. I'll be okay. back. One second. Okay. I love you. I'm recording just so you know. So when you come in. Me having a conversation with my husband and you fucking put on your vibrator in the middle of my call. Okay, turn off now. How do I turn turn off now? I I have to go through the cycle. I have to go go through through the cycle. I that seems come mean. On. How many how many steps do you have? Come on. Turn off. Oh wait, oh there's another button. <laughs> <laughs> there's an off button. Which is separate from the on button. You use it so much I can tell. <laughs> it takes some getting used to, that's all. <laughs> Yeah, I probably have to drink quite a bit. And oh. I'd be like, all for it, but otherwise, like, no. <laughs> oh, it's got a plus and negative on it. That's that's the plus button and the negative button. So you can turn it up and turn it down? Yeah. Like stronger and less strong? Yeah, yeah. Got it. Uh, you ready? All right, last question, okay. buddy. Last question. I am 17 years old and male, and I just attended a prom at a school I don't go to a few days ago. Obviously, this is an older question. Hmm. Prior to the prom, my friends that go to this school told me that they were setting me up with a date. I was nervous, and I set my expect I set my expectations high, which I regret doing. I Snapchatted the girl for a bit and eventually met her at the prom. I thought all was going well, and I really liked her. However, to my surprise, she didn't seem into the prom at all and sat on some stairs with a few of her friends for almost the entire duration of prom. Although I barely knew her, I'm having trouble getting over this for some reason. I keep telling myself to stop worrying about it, but my mind won't stop thinking about this. I barely knew her, but I expected it to go a different way. I thought she liked me too, but clearly she didn't want anything to do with me. I thought she might follow up with me via Snapchat, but she didn't say anything. Any advice to get over this? Signed, lovesick. Hmm. Poor guy. Yeah. I mean, sorry, but that's what you're gonna you're gonna be lovesick over and over and over again. Sorry, yes. that's your life that's- now for at least a couple of years, at least. Yeah. Um, and that's good. You want to you want to you have a broken so, heart every once so in a while. Yes. I hate it. I'm I always just, like, oh, that first broken heart is hard, but it's really good uh, for you as an individual. Yeah. Like, not that sounds so flippant and so dismissive and really mean, but you mm-hmm. like learn and grow so much from a fir- from your first real broken heart. 
yeah. I didn't like uh-huh. having it, but I wouldn't have given it up, you know? Right, right. Absolutely. And it's just, it's, it's like, I don't think there's a, he, the implication is that there's something wrong with him, that he's not getting over this fast enough. And I, I would say there isn't anything wrong with you. Like you had your heart set on this. You had you your excited. expectations high. You were excited. And it didn't, it didn't pan out to that sort of romantic moment that you were kind of like, excited about and you know that's that's heartbreaking and i think it's you're allowed to be a little brokenhearted about it for a little while and so uh get over it um the next the next um romance will help you get over that i think something just yeah yeah to fill that that little that moment there and you know i think it's beautiful i think it's beautiful to have high expectations and fall a little bit yeah, don't get rid of that, that hope and that, yeah, I agree with that. What? I mean, I will say that a first date for, to prom is probably not the best first date <laughs> ever. You know, you might want to, like, make sure you both have something to talk about outside of, like, on Snapchat. I also, by the way, until about a month ago, didn't even think people were using Snapchat anymore, but apparently <laughs> they still are. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought... If, I, like, had Snapchat, like, eight years ago when stopped using it. And I was like, no one's using it anymore. And I found out I was very wrong. Everyone is using it still. Well, yeah. younger people are. Because I'm old yeah. now. Like, my next we're, we're old now. Um, you're you're part yeah. of the old people now. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so just for, like, and not just prom. That sounded, like, I, that sounded dismissive again. I didn't mean it that way. I'm just saying, like, really high stakes things are not good for first dates, you know, yeah. like, mm-hmm. like a movie with friends, a coffee, a putt putt golf, things yeah. like that, that aren't very high stakes are better for first dates because they give you a chance to talk. They mm-hmm. also like, you can have high hopes for a mini putt or putt putt date, but also like, not as high as expectations as you're going to have a prom, yeah. you know? And so yeah. it doesn't, if things don't work out, it's not as like heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I would just suggest moving forward that you look for things that are fun, but less, less important or less, I keep, well, I don't want to say high stakes again. Cause I feel like I've said it like 30 times. Well, some important also sounds dates, like, like dates where there aren't professional photographers. <laughs> like that's yeah. kind of wedding. I think so that's that a good help. role there. Yeah. Yeah. No I professional photographers on your first date. Yeah. A little bit more chill <laughs> that you can connect with somebody. Um, yeah. Because if you'd had a chance to meet this girl beforehand, you might you would have been able to find out that you know prom wasn't as big of a deal for her, and you could have adjusted or not gone yeah. with her if you wanted. Um, if you're like prom is a big deal to me, and so I don't want to go with someone that doesn't find it as exciting as me. So yeah, let's well, go on another date yeah. on Friday instead of Saturday. Like, in defense of the lady, she should have said no to a first date at prom, but she might have been expecting somebody else like maybe she had a different vision of what this prom was going to be like and then this then it was a blind date and she's like 
well, what am I going to do with a blind date? And so it just was not a good environment, but I think it's okay to have a high expectations and feel romance and, and want romance. And it's just so adorable. And I don't mean to like, yeah. To be, it could have been uh, a miscommunication even. Like, it mm-hmm. kind of sounds like you guys went together as a group, like, because your friends were involved. And they, like, so maybe she really thought of it as a big group thing and not an individual date, whereas you were thinking it was a setup and more of a date. So yeah. maybe that's mm-hmm. what it is. I mean, you didn't read, it sounds like you didn't talk to her after. Um, I would always encourage, like, not leaving the conversation in somebody else's court if you could do something, yeah. like, mm-hmm. like, to ask how she felt about it or what, what she, how did she have a good time at prom? Cause maybe she did. Maybe that was a great time for her and you didn't think it yeah. wasn't a great time for you, but maybe she was like, that was the best prom ever. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's, I would encourage asking things like, or like asking how did that go? Did you have a good time? I, I it was so great to meet you. Um, I'm sorry we didn't get a chance to talk more since it was so loud from the music, but did like did you have a good time? Would you like to get together someplace quieter for a, maybe a second date where we could actually kind of get to know each other a little bit better? Unless you're not interested. And if you are not yeah, interested right. after that, that is totally fine too. I mean, that is actually a good point. If this is lingering in your head, then maybe ask her out on a real first date. Yeah. Like, and if she says no, then you can... You can leave it there. I think maybe there's just an unanswered question. Yeah. Maybe she didn't and, know. Maybe she was on, maybe she was nervous. And this is what she does when she's nervous. Mm-hmm. Is she, she goes to her friends, which is a valid yeah. thing. Maybe you I know, mean, like 16, 17, 18 year olds. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think I, if, if this is lingering, here. ask her Snapchatter, chat snapper and Snapchatter. And, um, and see if she's interested in a date. If it's if it, otherwise, it's okay to pine for a while and move on. You'll fall in love again because just keep your heart open. Fall in love again. Fall in love all the time. Be a Romeo, not a Juliet. Expectations and hopes. Don't yes. don't let yourself get trapped in a low expectations kind of thing. Be excited about dating and people. And even if uh-huh. they don't live up to those expectations, that's a reflection of them and not you. And I want you to keep going in with this joy and excitement no matter what. And I know yeah. that's easier to say than to do, but remember, it's not a reflection of you. <laughs> Chase is home and he's watering the garden and they heard oh, it's yeah. right outside the window. So How's like, ah! your garden, by the way? How's your not garden? Great. Not great. Aww. The only thing that survived were the Brussels sprouts and the tomatoes, and the tomatoes have barely like I see people that are like they are turning red, and we've just got some greens and some blossoms still. Not great. Oh, oh, yeah. Mine are starting to turn red, so I'm getting like a bigger bowl each morning. I got a teeny tiny bowl the first time, and then a bigger one, and then a bigger one. And a big, I'm gonna have. And I, I got cucumbers. Planting fall stuff is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And the birdies planted sunflowers. So <laughs> I got sunflowers coming up. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 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 Good. We're Great. ahead of the curve. Okay. okay. Love awesome. You. Love you. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Inebrated Input. I'm Kim. And I'm Jennifer. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate and review us so other people can find us. If you didn't, then bugger off. 
JK, we like constructive feedback. Feel free to tell us. <laughs> and please, 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 please send us your questions at inebriated.input at gmail.com. We can't make the podcast without your questions. And we promise that we will keep your name out of it. <laughs> okay. You can also submit questions and learn more at inebriatedinput.com. If you want, you can also sponsor us on Patreon where we have cool swag as thank yous. Okay. okay. Thanks. thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.